got your Bible, you're already in Matthew chapter 13 tonight, Matthew chapter 13. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask again for your blessings tonight. Lord, thank you for your people. Lord, again, feed us from your word. Lord, may we not just come and not hear from you. Lord, again, would you please again work in the service. We worship you. Lord, you are great to us and good to us. Lord, I ask you to bless the church and its people. Lord, draw us closer to you daily. Lord, even during the service, Father, may uh, something of an eternal value take place tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, I mean, in Matthew chapter 13, it, this is really called the parables of the kingdom. Um, if you don't mind, let me just kind of just point a couple things out tonight. And then I just want to deal with two verses tonight. So you'll be fine as far as time tonight. But I want you to look at your Bible and look at the, go back to Matthew chapter 13, verse number 1. The Bible says, It's the same day when Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, That's your trembling. You, you're not, this is our Sunday night crowd, so you're not a novice to what's taking place in these parables. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Uh, that's the most common uh, definition. But really a parable is an, is an earthly story with a spiritual truth. In other words, God was trying to teach them something and he was using something that was practical that they could look at and learn from. By the way, Jesus was the master teacher, was he not? And uh, he knew how to be able to paint the best picture for people to see the truth that he was trying to teach. Now, when he was teaching the children of Israel, uh, many were unbelievers, he would not open their eyes of understanding of what it really meant, but he would oftentimes go to the disciples and he would explain what these parables were talking about. All right, now go back to verse, uh, I just want to kind of hit a couple tidbits to get to the two verses we're looking at tonight. But in, like in verse number three, remember the first parable, the parable of the soils? In verse number three, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he had sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. Verse 5, some fell upon stony places. Verse number 7, some fell upon among thorns. And then verse number 8, some fell on the good ground. Church, I mean, we understand that these parables was really to teach how the gospel, the seed of the gospel, would cause a person to understand what it meant to go to heaven or to believe in Jesus, the Messiah, to believe in Jesus Christ in order to be saved. We understand that. And then we, when we're witnessing, we sometimes sow the seed of the gospel and of course, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the, and so that seed of the word of God is what causes a person to understand that they're a sinner, all right? So that's what we do. And sometimes we throw that seed out and it goes by the wayside, all right? And of course, the devil comes along and takes the seed out of their heart. Some falls on stony ground, never takes root. Uh, some falls on thorny ground. And uh, I know that my thinking on that, and I've always felt this way, is that the thorny ground was people who were saved, but they never grew. And the reason for that is because they, it says they brought no fruit. In other words, they took root, but just didn't have any fruit. And uh, some would tell you the first three are people who are not saved and the fourth one only. I, it's not worth arguing over. Regardless, the principle Jesus is trying to teach us is the seed is the word of God. And then some seed takes root and some seed does not. And if you're saved tonight, the seed took root. Amen. And, and then as a Christian, sometimes we bring forth 30-fold, sometimes 60-fold, some 100-fold. In other words, we're a fruitful Christian. And by the way, all of us should strive to be that, okay? Now, that's not the message tonight, but it needs to be said because all of these parables that Jesus is giving is about the kingdom of heaven, all right? So by looking at the parable, it tells us what the kingdom of heaven is, all right? Look at the next thing, if you don't mind. <clears throat> Verse number 10, and the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou? unto them in parables he look at jesus said in verse 11 he answered and said unto them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries the word mystery always means secret the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given all right now 
the next parable that Jesus is going to talk about is the tares and the wheat. Now, of course, he's going to explain uh, what the first one was, but then he's going to talk about the tares and the wheat. Now, all I'm trying to get you to see about tonight is this. I look at the parables as the kingdom of heaven being those who are going to go to heaven when they die. And uh, again, the, the tares and the wheat are a perfect uh, example of that. The tares being those that are going to be bundled up and cast into fire. And then, of course, the wheat, those are going to be bundled up and brought to, to his barn or to heaven. All right, so all that said, these parables that Jesus is talking about, he's talking about people who are going to be saved and we are going to be in the kingdom of heaven. All right, now, church, I'm not trying to make things difficult tonight. Maybe you're a better Bible scholar than I am. Some people would say that the kingdom of heaven has to refer to the millennial reign of Christ. Okay, now, church, let me think for just a moment here. It, when God used the word heaven, obviously it's a place, okay? I believe that he's talking about those who are saved, that the rapture is going to take place. We're going to be in the kingdom of heaven. We're going to be in Christ's kingdom. Christ is going to bring his kingdom down on earth. So church family, I don't think a person can be faulted to say that the kingdom of heaven is referring to the millennial reign of Christ, all right? But it's in truth referring to heaven because that's where we're all going to go and we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me so far? All right, let me better get to the two verses before I really lose you tonight, all right? Jump down in your Bible now, verse number 30, I believe it is. Matthew chapter 13, look down in verse number 30, 31, excuse me, verse number 31. Two verses, it says, And another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like, un, like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The church, I want to walk through this with you tonight and just give you a quick thought tonight concerning this parable of the mustard seed. So who is the one speaking this parable? Talk to me now. All right, so Jesus is speaking this parable. Now he's talking to the multitudes. Of course, the disciples are there. But he's teaching them about this, the, the, the parables of the kingdom of heaven. He starts, the, he starts it off in verse number 31. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven. All right? But you're me, we're going to be part of that if you're saved. We're going to meet, meet, be with the Lord in the air, whether it's by death or by rapture. We're going to be in the kingdom of heaven. And then, of course, Christ will bring that kingdom down to earth, and we're going to live and reign with him for a thousand years. Now, this idea of the kingdom of heaven, think about the principle that Jesus is trying to teach us here, all right? Back to verse number 31. Here's what he says. The kingdom of heaven is like unto the grain, like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. All right, now, church family, mustard seed is pretty small, all right? This is mustard seed. I know you can't see it, but let me see if I can show it to you this way, all right? See how small that is? Did you see it? Did you see it? You didn't see it? Let me show you again, all right? Uh, let me go to the same size to clean the whole auditorium, all right? That's pretty small, wouldn't you say? All right? Would you agree? There's not very much to it. In fact, I mean, it's, it's smaller than a BB, all right? Now, God says that that grain of mustard seed grows into a tree. Now, here's the principle that Jesus is trying to teach. It to me is very interesting. Let's, go, let's define the words that are going on in verse number 31. When he says the kingdom of heaven, he's talking about being with the Lord in heaven. He just said, is like unto a grain of mustard seed. The mustard seed, if you study the other parables, the seed is the, the word of God. All right, so the, again, the word of God. And in this situation, it's not just, we would not just define it as the word of God. We would define it as the gospel because it's the seed that's planted in a person's heart that either draws them to Christ or they reject that seed. Are you with me so far? All right, so here's what he says in verse number 31. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed, that's the gospel, which a man took and sowed in his field. That's what I, mean. I believe that the man there is Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. He is the gospel, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus start come, come to this earth, and he started with the seed of the gospel with 12 disciples. That's a pretty small seed. Pretty small seed. And he said he sowed it in his field. All right, now, church family, if you study the other parables that's defined in here, Jesus defining these parables, the field is the world. Church family, the world still belongs to God. We, sometimes we refer to Satan, he's the God of this world. But I want to tell you something, he didn't create the world. <laughs> the Bible says the full, get all, all in the fullness thereof, talking about the earth, the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to God. So when it makes reference here in this, in this verse, he's saying the kingdom of heaven, as far as when we go to heaven one day, is like a grain of mustard seed. It's the gospel that's given you. You are not gonna go to heaven unless you received the gospel, all right? So Jesus started off with that gospel and it started off like a grain of mustard seed, something very, very small with him and just the 12 disciples. And he planted it in his field. He planted it in, the, in this world. Church, let me think about for just a moment here. Can I get to the, can I get to the end of this, uh, the end of this whole thing? Jesus comes over here and he comes to earth and he gives the gospel. He is the seed. He, he, the 12 disciples follow him. Jesus, when he dies, ascends up into heaven. And what does he tell the 12, the 12 disciples? He says, now listen, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Now, church, I mean, when Jesus came, he established the first church, which was the church of Jerusalem. How many churches are there now? When you think about that seed and how it has grown and how it's been planted in his field, it has turned into a tree. All right, look at, the, look at your Bible now again. Here's what he says. He says in verse number 31, if you let me read it again, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed. That's the gospel, which a man took, that was Jesus Christ, sowed it in his field, that's the world. Verse 32, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, all right? There are churches, we believe, that the kind of church that we're going to is the kind of church that Christ started because Matthew 16, verse number 18 said, I will build my church. We, we don't want a Baptist church. I know that sounds crazy. What we want is we want a church like Christ. We just believe that the Baptist church is as close to the, the pattern of the New Testament of Christ starting. Now, church, I mean, I'm not throwing stones at churches tonight. I'm just saying that this tree represents the church. What is the church? The church is saved and baptized believers. Would you agree with that? All righty. The church is not the four walls. It's not the brick and mortar. The church is you. And when you get saved and you get baptized, you become part of the tree. Now, how did this tree get to be like this? I want to tell you how this tree got to be like this. It's called the gospel because a church is made up of people who are saved and baptized. What is being saved? It's the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So God, Jesus, came and he takes the seed of the gospel and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is spreading that seed. And as he's spreading that seed, the disciples and other disciples believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And as they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and Christ ascended up into heaven, the church of Jerusalem became thousands of people. That church went to Antioch and Antioch was a church that sent out missionaries around the globe or around that area, excuse me, around that area as far as that goes. And I uh, remember Paul being the Macedonian call, which the Macedonian call took him into Europe. Church family, where did we come from? Well, our forefathers came from Europe and they came to here. And so what happened? These churches that are started is a tree of a body of believers, of people who are saved and baptized that, that received the gospel seed 
and they became a tree. Now look what Jesus says next, all right? Got your Bible there in verse number 31? Which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in, uh, in the branches thereof. All right, now, here's what Jesus is saying. The word birds is plural there. I believe it's referring to both Jew and Gentile. The gospel is for everyone. Are you with me so far? For God so loved the world. The gospel is for everyone. God wants everybody to be saved. The birds, plural, whether you're Jew or Gentile. So what makes up the church? The church can make up saved and baptized believers, but it can be anybody. Now, here's the thought tonight that I want you to catch, okay? I want you to notice what Jesus said in his last couple sentences there in verse number 31. Now, follow me before I read it, okay? And you've already, you've, some of you are already reading it, but that's fine. I want you to think about this particular parable that Jesus is giving. All of these parables have to do with the, with, uh, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. One day, we're going to be with him. And I hope it's tonight, but one day we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ because we're saved. We put our faith and trust in Christ. It's the kingdom of heaven. We're going to be with him in Christ's kingdom. In Christ's kingdom, we ask, will be set upon this earth. We understand that, but regardless, Christ is going to reign and we're going to live and reign with him, all right? So everybody that's going to be in Christ's kingdom has to be saved. Would you agree with that? So how did that start? It started like a grain of mustard seed, smaller than a baby. How does something so small turn into a tree. That's the power of the gospel. That's the power of the gospel. Church, I mean, I want to tell you, I want the Lansing Baptist Church to grow and I want it to, 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 to really grow in numbers. But church, I mean, do you understand that's the power of the gospel? It's not the power of Heritage Baptist Church starting churches. It's the power of the gospel in a person's life. Now, I, to this morning's thought was a little bit short. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't feeling very well, still not feeling very well. And this, I was thinking this tonight's message would be just as short because I have no points tonight. Somebody say amen, all right? So, uh, but this morning's message was, what is a life transformation? What takes place in a person's life? It's the gospel. It's the gospel. I don't know about you, but when we were sitting, I mentioned them this morning, but I just the thought of, well, we're sitting in our service this morning. Now, I know we support missionaries around the world and we have a hand in giving to missions. God blesses that. There's no doubt about it. But to have a direct influence on the Heritage Baptist Church in Panama and the Hope Baptist Church in Kenya and the Arua Baptist Church in, in Uganda, and the Capital City Baptist Church in Topeka, and the Lansing Baptist Church in Lansing. From here, that's a wonderful thing, but church family, it's not us starting churches. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that transforms the person's life that allows a church to grow and become a tree. Church, I mean, do you know what Heritage Baptist Church is? All we are is a tree. That's what we are. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, there's going to be a body of believers and that body of believers is going to come together and it's a tree. And I want to show you what the tree is for. Look what he says now in verse number 31. Verse number 31 says this. It says, which indeed is the least of, I'm sorry, verse 32, forgive me. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and what do they do? Lodge in the branches thereof. They lodge in the branches thereof. Church, I mean, that word lodge is interesting in the Greek. It means to camp down to remain. It means to camp down to remain. <clears throat> you know, church, I mean, as the Lord's been very good to Heritage Baptist Church, I don't know what it would be like to have to have start a church in the South. I wouldn't want to start a church in the South. You know, some of those cities, they'll have 65, 70 Baptist churches in one town. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm not there. Because you know what that lends to? It lends to people not lodging. 
it lends to people jumping. Well, I don't think pastors should have said that today. I'm going to go try another church today. Now, I want to tell you something. You're good people, and I love you. But part of the reason you're good people is where are you going to go in Lawrence, Kansas to go to church? If you go somewhere else, you're not going to go to church like this one. Now, there's only one other Baptist church that I know of, and forgive me if there's another one, and I, and I'm, I, I hold in high regard Brother Myers at the Lawrence Baptist Temple. For whatever reason, in 29 years, we've never had people hop there for whatever reason. But I would guess he's probably the closest thing to what we are as far as an independent Baptist church. I've never been to his service at all, but I, he's been there 40-plus years. Praise the Lord for his faithfulness. But church, I want to tell you something. If people would stop getting online to have their services, and if people would stop going to another service because you got offended by the pastor or another church member, and they would just lodge. You'd be doing exactly what the Lord intended with the gospel. Just lodge. Camp down. Remain. Now, I don't know of anybody leaving, but I want to just remind you from this story is what, what was Jesus trying to teach us? You're part of a tree. And you're an important part of the tree. In fact, when you go to Corinthians, he said every member is necessary, like a body. Like every member is necessary. Hey, listen, be careful that church doesn't become old hat to you. Ch church is where you, it's where you hang your hat. It's where you become part of something. You know why? Because you're part of the tree. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's so many times we, in our Christian life, if we're not careful, we forget that what draws us together is not personality. Church, I mean, if you just look across the pew, there's people you don't even like their personality. Don't look. That was just a joke. That was a form of statement. But personality is not what brings the tree together. Church, I mean, what brings the tree together? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the, only, is the only common denominator in our lives. You say, well, I really like this other person. And man, we, we just have good fellowship. You know, that's great that you can find somebody that you have things that in common with. But can I tell you what causes you to have something in common in? We are part of a family. We're part of a family. Part of a family. So what should we do? Just lodge in the tree. Just lodge in the tree. I'm going to remain. Listen, sometimes you come to church and nobody even shakes your hand. Sometimes you come to church and nobody even says, how are you doing? That's not what you're here for. You're here to lodge in the tree. And the common denominator is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Saved and baptized believers, that's what we're here for. And church, we have a duty. Our duty is to get the gospel to the world collectively. And we need to stay together. We need to pray for one another. We need to love one another. And we need to think of one another. All the messages that we get from the pulpit is about you having a walk with God and your walk with God is what caused you to think of somebody else. So what is Jesus saying? He said it's this little seed of the gospel that caused you to get saved. And then that group of believers grew into a tree. And he said that tree is where the birds come and lodge. How you like that? God called you a bird. Make sure you lodge there. Would you bow your head and close your eyes tonight?